The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, everybody. Hi. How well, are you? Hi. I'm great. How are you? Is everybody good today? We all okay? It's good. It's good. It's good? good. Yeah, sure. It's, it's good Tuesday. in the hood. Utah State, top 15 team in the country with a big win last night. Yeah, I don't know if it's a big win. It's a win. It's a win. <laughs> Montana State didn't prove to be all as good as... You know, if Coach Smith played poker, he'd win a lot because he's a great bluffer. Because that UTSA team's not as good as he made it sound like. <laughs> There's a reason why they're 0-4. <laughs> and we'll get into that in the 5 o'clock hour. Yeah, Utah State, 82-50 winners over UTSA. They can improve to 5-0. and Or how about we give credit to Utah State def- defensively? We could do that. I'm definitely with that. I'm definitely with that. Absolutely with that. And by the way... uh. That, this is all without their starting center and top 10 projected draft pick in the NBA. Holy cow, that game went by fast last night. It did? There were no free throws in the second half. At least not for UTSA. They did not shoot a single free throw in the second half. Did it go by fast, though? Yeah, it did. It just kept moving along at a clip. There were no breaks. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. What game time was total, where is it? No, it doesn't say here. Usually it has the uh, uh, the length of the time. Yeah, it doesn't say. Anyways, uh, yeah, okay. I I mean, well, yeah, I guess UTA's, or San Antonio's last field goal in the second half was with, with four minutes and 31 seconds left in the game. <laughs> they didn't score after that. That's incredible. Um, I was sitting courtside and listening to Craig Smith at times, like when Brock shot that three and missed it and resulted in a foul. Oh, man. I <laughs> It's like one of those scenes where you're laughing so hard, but if Coach spots you laughing, he's going to like wring your neck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, listening to him chew Brock Miller out he was, was one not of the happy. funniest things I ever seen. <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> and, the, and the best part is, like, when and I, when I seen him yell at the players, like, Bean got yelled at one time and Brock got yelled at one time, they just, like, very quickly glance at Coach Smith's eyes just to let him know that they're, he, they're acknowledging what he's saying, but then don't look at him the rest of the time. They're just like, oh, yep, gotcha. Okay, well, okay, well, hey, hey, Sam, how are you, man? What, what are you up to, <laughs> Hanging out? Anyone sitting here? <laughs> so, anyways, 8250, uh, Utah State Aggies go to 5-0. and They now head to the land of the greatest bobsledding team in history. That is Jamaica, where they will take on LSU on Friday, North Texas on Sunday. 5 o'clock start on Friday. Uh, no, yeah, 5 o'clock start on Friday, right? And then 4 o'clock, I believe, on Sunday. I don't, that doesn't sound right, though. I had a list, and then I don't anymore. Utah State will play at 5 o'clock on CBS Sports Network on Friday. Friday. And, and then, it, or is it later than that? Then they play again on Sunday at 
4.30. Ah, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Split the difference there. That'll also be on CBS Sports Network. Uh, so our sister station, KVNU, they'll be doing their game day stuff uh, Friday for a full one hour before a tip-off. And then again on Sunday for a full one hour before a tip-off. Uh, I should wait to ask you this later, but I'm not going to. Are you guys going to do a pregame on Black Friday for St. Mary's? I mean, they're like, what is that, like a 9.30 tip-off mountain time? You guys do a pregame then, huh? Yeah. You're Black Friday, man. I hope your wife's okay with this. We're working on Black Friday. Are you going to Well, if it's one? if it's basketball, I'm not I'm not involved. Why not, Eric? You have good thoughts. Jalen Moore has better thoughts, so yes, defer to him. Okay. So Jalen Moore handles the duties for basketball with for who? the pregame Al with Al and John. Al and Jalen in the in the pregame, and then it's uh, Jalen usually uh, has some thoughts that he weighs in on right after the game, and then John Russell's there to uh, to help out with phone calls and things like that. Cool. Give his own analysis. Oh, uh, cool. You know, watching this USU men's basketball team last night, um, <laughs> I think when you look at the schedule before the season, you know how good this Utah State team is going to be, but how good are they going to be when the schedule really gets to the grind of it? Mm-hmm. That's Eric, the question. Eric, dude, I think they're going to sweep Jamaica, and they might even beat St. Mary's too. Like They might be 8-0. and by the end of next week. And then they play. I mean, and, and their schedule doesn't get any easier, really. It's it, it, it's still pretty tough. Uh, they've got, in fact, actually, they had a couple games that were scheduled in late. But uh, um, I feel like this team is so good and so focused and so locked in. Their biggest challenge may not be LSU, North Texas, or St. Mary's. Their biggest challenge might be when they finally face Fresno State at home on December 7th or whatever. Yeah, December 7th. No, they'll have a test. They'll be tested this week, this weekend, and they'll be tested uh, next week at St. Mary's. Those are good programs. Those are sure, but those you, are good basketball yeah, teams. But Utah State's like on a different level right now, man. Well, I, yes, but they're also going up against some mediocre to bad teams. Really? Do you want to ask St. Mary's that about losing to Winthrop? Do you want to ask Florida, who got tested by Townsend and lost oh, by I'm talking about Utah State and who they've faced. I'm not talking about St. Mary's. St. Mary's? You just said St. Mary's is a good basketball team, but they lost to Winthrop. No, I'm saying Utah... Well... Yes. Oh, okay, there we go. So I see where you're going. But yes, yeah, St. Mary's is... But they're still... Uh, in their other games, they have dominated the teams that they've played. Schedule here uh, for the next few games looks like this. Utah State's not at home for a long time. Uh, they're uh, in Jamaica again versus LSU, 5 o'clock, as Eric mentioned. This is all mountain time. North Texas, 4.30. St. Mary's at St. Mary's, 9.30. P.M. That's, yeah, P.M. next Friday night, Black Friday. Uh, then at San Jose State, they have a few days off before they're back in California to play San Jose State. That's 9.15. And then they're home against Fresno on the 7th. And then home on the tenth against Saint Catherine, right? Because then they go down to Salt Lake City to the Beehive Classic to face BYU. That one's going to be a tough game. I got a feeling that one's going to be a very, very tough game for the for Utah State. And that BYU team is better than what they're you know what people think. Yeah, and they 
they're playing well, and they don't even have Yoli Childs with them yeah. right now. Yeah, and they just beat a good Houston team. They beat Houston, team, by Houston the way, on the road. At Houston. At yeah. Houston. Um, and before they head back to Houston, but speaking of which, and play South Florida at the Toyota Center, what a just brutal schedule, man. But it's great. I mean, this is what Utah State needs. Yeah. This is what fans have wanted for years. I agree. And now we get it, and we get to enjoy it. And, man, wouldn't it be awesome to go and watch a top 15 team play in your own home arena? Yeah. I mean, really? Wouldn't that be great if everybody felt that way? Oh, by the way. If, if nobody could miss not seeing a top 15 team in their home arena in their own community. By the way, did you see Doug Gottlieb? For prices that are not really that expensive at did, all. Did you hear Doug Gottlieb? He's pretty disappointed in the Spectrum crowd last night. And well, I, I saw him. the tweet from Jerry Bovey. Um, I didn't hear Gottlieb today. I didn't. I don't. Did he comment about it today? Just a little bit. He just says show? he says ranked teams deserve a, deserve everybody's support, and he says especially in towns where they don't. I mean, it, that really the only thing going on last night was what? There's no high school basketball. Family night. We're making vision boards. Okay, if anybody who's not LDS had something else to do. So Jerry game at halftime, he shares this tweet. So he's, he sent it out to the whole world to see. It says, just visited with Doug Gottlieb at halftime. He, he's here doing the game on Stadium tonight. The game was uh, on Facebook. He said, this place is great, and you have the 15th best team in the country. Where is everyone? I had no good answer. There isn't a good answer. There isn't a good answer. Uh, yeah, well, okay, unless it's family. Well, I see here in Utah, it's a LDS uh, majority, and they stay at home. I mean, what? Honestly. They read the Quran. And I, I'm not out. trying to bag. It may sound like we're bagging on people, but. We I, are. Honestly, I want to know what what was more compelling last night. Like, why? If, if you didn't go, why didn't you go? I'm honestly, I'm, I'm honestly curious. I'm not going to chew to you out. I'm just curious. You have the 15th best team in America playing in Logan. It's your team. The student section is is awesome. Uh, if you didn't go, I'm, why, why did you choose not to go? Uh, I've seen a few things since this Jerry Bovey post, and some people have replied to it. Some people saying they didn't know about it. Uh, they're trying to blame students that there's no communication on campus. Uh, I thought the student section was good. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, yes, it could be better. There you go. But well, come on, it's not like uh, uh, some people are saying. Uh, the, some of the excuses I've heard: Oh, these aren't good teams. We don't know who they are. Utah State's going to be have a a blowout win anyway. It's the 15th best team in America. They could be ranked even higher than that after next week if things continue to go well. And your last chance to see them in like three weeks. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing, is you won't see them until December 7th. You will not see this team until December 7th. So where are you? Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. I want to know if you agree with us or not. Are we being too harsh on the Utah State Aggie fan base for not showing up to watch the 15th ranked team? 
Or do we actually have a legitimate argument here, a, a gripe? 435-752-1069. Now, uh, did, did you not know about it? Maybe you didn't know about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe you didn't know, which that'd be kind of crazy. But you know, and, but by the way, here's another good point. In fact, I received a message from somebody. I'm not going to tell you who. But they told me, I'm too poor to buy tickets. Now, he actually brings up a great point in this regard. How many home games have we had in like the past two weeks, right? Weber State, Denver, uh, Montana, Montana State, State uh, North Carolina A&T, and now UTSA. And you had a football game mixed in there, And you too. had a football game. That is like managing it's a, it's your budget. A, it's a heavy saturation. That I can understand. I get that. That's there a were great some point. ticket deals, though, that Utah State put together, which I applauded them for. Oh, they did? Because they now, a see, I didn't know that. game on a Friday night. I didn't know that. The next day, they did make some packages together, but apparently not enough people knew about it because you didn't know about it. You yeah. didn't hear about it. Was it on social media? I didn't see it on social media even. If that is, that's great, but I, I mean, I didn't even know. I would have definitely promoted that. I would have said, I remember last year, I think it was when they were going, I can't remember, it was like a $13 deal for a ticket for a football game and a basketball game, if I remember right. What are you giving me that look for? Well, somebody says, no full court press today? We're, going, we're live right now. Hi, Eric Franson and RJ Salveson. Live here on the full court press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the fan. Currently 4.14 your time here on November 19th on, air, on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> we should be. Mike, I think we are. If we're not on the air, well, someone just texted me. So, obviously, they're listening. Yeah. I think this is the same guy who had some questions about uh, hearing multiple things at once, thinking that we were playing music oh, during geez. our show. That. So I hope... I hope that's not the same. I hope you get your problems figured out, dude. Problem. But yes, we're on the air. We're on the air. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, 435-752-1069. And I just want to hear if we have a legit gripe in complaining about the lack of fan base or, or the reasons you are not going. And I'd love to hear your reasons, and I'm not going to criticize you for them unless you say well, there's not enough entertainment in the game. If you say that... You're going down. Yeah, and I'm I, I saw you. that last night. Like, really? Do you decide to go based on what the halftime entertainment is? If you're going to make Do it you on the decide kiss cam? to go or not because of what happens during a timeout? Honestly, please, honestly answer that question. Do you, when you're planning out your night and how you're going to expend your time and spend your money, think, huh? What's the halftime entertainment going to be when the fifteenth best team in the country plays in the Spectrum? Uh, I don't think I'm going to go if I think that's boring. Yeah, if I it, hear, if I is hear, that an honest to goodness excuse? If it is, I'm flabbergasted that my mind doesn't work that way. And if that's the reason why you decide whether or not to go, okay, great. But give away your but tickets. You know what? If you're not going to find someone who will. And maybe that's just it. Maybe this fan base just isn't as big as a lot of Aggie fans would hope that it is. Yeah, like it used to be. And why isn't it? That's another question. Is 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 Craig Smith and this ticket department and the marketing department has done an incredible job at Utah State. Why isn't it where it used to be? What are you looking for? Are you looking for clowns that make balloons? 
Are you looking for the the Goodyear blimp to fly through? Like, what is your problem that you don't think you should be coming out to Utah State basketball and watching these guys? You know, actually, let me add on to that. Utah State football, I know it's 8.30. Utah State football plays Boise State at 8.30 at night. A game in which, assuming that Utah State takes care of business versus a very porous New Mexico football team, would tie for first place. And then it depends on what Air Force does with Wyoming on November 30th. Are you going to that game? Why or why? is it too late for you? Now, I can understand, but at the same time, it's a Saturday night. What's your thoughts? I mean, are we... I, I don't... Every now and then, we fall into this trap of berating fans, and I don't like that. Uh, this happens from time to time in the course of a football season or in the course of a basketball season. Basketball, I could understand a lot of the reasons why people didn't go because it was mediocre or not good basketball. That has changed. It was a top 25 team a year ago. Yeah. It's a top 15 team now. So if your excuses are halftime entertainment, we got to do a better job of finding people who are excited about having the top 15 team in the country in your backyard. Okay, what about football? 8.30 at night against Boise State, but you have a chance to clinch at least a tie for first place going into the final week. But at 8.30 at night in November, thoughts? I don't know any other way to say it. I mean, this is a really, really good and fun basketball team. It's not like it's a slugfest, drag it out really slow, ball control, maybe get a possession here or there. No, this is an up-tempo, very exciting team. Come out. I just asked you about 8.30 against Boise State for football. Sorry. Uh that, uh, again, that weather might be a little bit cool, but you've got a top 25 team coming into town, a Utah State football team that's still got an opportunity to play for a conference title. That time of night, nothing else going on. Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Or... Maybe we just need to adjust our thinking. The Aggie fan base is really, really small. Those who are really interested in attending a game and supporting their team, it's just a small group. And we should just wrap our minds around that. And just, hey, that's what it is. And if Utah State gets more than 20000 to a game, that's gravy. But there's 16,000 loyal fans. That's it. And if that's true, a lot of things need to be adjusted. Ticket prices, rights fees, um, you know what everybody expects uh, for how they treat other Aggie fans. Because if why are we paying so much to go and uh, if there's not going to be that many other people there? What well, let's adjust the size of our stadiums. Let's adjust the size of our arenas. If the fan base really is only 16,000 at best, 
Let's just accept that that's what it is. It's a good program with very few fans. And let's not parade around acting like we're the big deal and we've got all the Wasatch Front and we're the big deal in the state of Utah. Because it's not. It's not even a big deal in Cache Valley. So if that's what it is, let's just accept that and, and say that's what it is and not try to pretend that it's something that it's not. Four, it's three. a harsh take. It's Tell the Truth Tuesday, Andre. Yeah, that is. You know, it is. You're right. You're right. And, and, and I and almost, I kind of started nodding with you in of agreeing to that. And it, and it made me feel bad that I, I question the Aggie fan base. Because on Twitter, they come out strong, right? On Twitter, they're everywhere. But then when it comes to a 7 o'clock game on a Monday night, it's quiet. That's the problem. That's the problem with all of this. And you know what? Those fans that did show up, they're great. Those fans that do go to the football games, they're great. The fans that go to the basketball games, they're great. You're awesome. Way to go. Keep it going. And bring friends with you. Heaven knows there's seats available. <laughs> I, and again, it sounds harsh, but uh, yeah, I've got like I remember looking around. I think it was just I mean, about look, at tip off, and I thought, "What in the world?" Last year, both football and basketball were top twenty-five teams. Oh, and football we didn't was have empty. consistent sellouts. Do you remember the sound? We didn't of they, have any sellouts. Do you remember the San Jose State game? How it was two o'clock in the afternoon, and it was warm and beautiful, gorgeous day. That place was empty. I don't think it even hit 16,000, actually. Yeah, it's this mentality of, oh, who's coming into town? Yeah, I think we that care still... more about the opponent coming in than I... we do about our own team. Yeah, I think you're right, which is sad. I mean, that's 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 a sad state of of kind of your own personal buy-in for your, your team, quote-unquote. If you're five. a fan of that team, you go to support your team. If they're having a great year, you're there to celebrate with them. 435-752-1069. Are we right or wrong? Call us out. If we're wrong, let us know. If we're right, you aren't going to call us. You're going to agree with it, and we're going to we'll stay right here. Uh, and, I, and honestly, I stand on that stool, and I, I appreciate the fans coming out. Let me The fans that come out, I appreciate it. And I know Coach Smith and the players and Coach Anderson and the players appreciate it. It makes a big difference. It makes a big difference to have a good, raucous, vocal crowd. It also makes a difference when it's quiet and there are big chunks of empty seats. You don't think the players notice that? You don't think that they don't realize that there's something missing there when they're out there having the season that they're having? It's, it's kind of disappointing, but I mean, you're happy for those who do come. And happy for those who do celebrate and uh, and have a good time there with you. Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Chunk, you're on the line. Chunk, what do you got for us here on the Full Court Press? I'm with you guys. Can't figure out why people don't go to Aggie sports. Um, it it kills me. We finally got good programs. And people that have spent their whole 
60-year lifetime complaining that the uh, Aggies aren't any good. They don't have good coaches. They don't get good kids in. They bring all their players in from California. They got no leg to stand on anymore. We've got good teams. We've got good coaches. we got a lot of Utah and Idaho kids. So my question is, what's holding you back now? I've finally reached a time in my life where I can have football season tickets and basketball season tickets. And, yeah, it pinches me a little bit, but I... I do it, and I kind of feel like there's a little responsibility to support the local university because of all it does for the community. Hmm. Got any questions for me? Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I mean, this there's been some times where... By the way, thanks for the call, Yeah, thanks, Appreciate Chunk. you, buddy. There's been times where we've seen coaches go out and recruit players and maybe they don't really understand the culture and our culture doesn't understand them and there's just this disconnect. I, I, I get that to some degree though for, honestly in my opinion if, if there's player if there are players here that play the the coach's way the Utah State way and they're winning I don't care where they're from and fans will get behind them and get excited for them. You don't think this fan base gets excited for Nimi Ishketa? I mean, he's almost as far away as you can get. Uh, he's not a local kid by any stretch of the means. But you know what? Everybody loves Nimi and how he how he plays and his passion on the court. Does it help? Does it make a difference if there are some kids from the area? Um, yes, it does. You want to see uh, there is a connection there. If there's a, a Utah kid or somebody who served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that can, a lot of people can relate to that. Is it necessary? No. Is it nice? Absolutely. Um, if, it, if the team's winning, I don't know that it really matters that much, but I think it certainly does connect, and I think fans get more excited with somebody that they can relate with. Thanks, Chung, for the phone call. 435-752-1069. That's how it's done, folks. Uh, are we on, or do we do we have, again, a legitimate gripe? Are we on to something here where the Aggie fan base isn't as big as we thought? Where the, the frustration because, you know, for whatever reason. And I think that's what me and Eric are trying to figure out here. Yeah, it, uh- Honest to goodness question. And I would, we're not going to berate you. We're just curious. Uh, if if you're deciding not to come to the games, uh, why? What more would need to be done? Are you just not aware? Is it not interesting? Is it too expensive? Are there other things that compete for your time and your money? I think those are all fair questions to be asking, not to be... We're not going to be accusatory. We're, we're honestly just curious. We just want to know what the problem is. Yeah, it, it, Where if, is it? If the 15th best team in the country is playing in your town, what 
why aren't you going to see them? Uh, what else is out there that's competing for your time and your and your dollars? Actually, I have a really good question for you that's coming up here. But right now on the line here, 435-752-1069 if you want to join the full court press. Mick, you're on with Eric and Ajay. What do you got, my man? Hey. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I've, I've been an Aggie fan for almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, for about, I don't know, 20-something years of that, maybe? 15, 20 years? I didn't miss any games. Football, basketball. Um, but now, you know, I'm in my mid-40s. I have a family. Um, I can't just sneak away and uh, go to these games like I used to and just leave the small kids at home. So if I go to the game now, you know, i got to kind of pick and choose which ones I go to. Mm. And it's not going to be a UT San Antonio, you know what I mean? It's going to be a, games where maybe the fans are a little more needed. And it's going to be a funner game to go to. Okay. Um, not trying to take anything away from the Aggies. They're very good. So one of the problems, I think, is, is the cost of that, trying to afford to take all my kids to these games. Um, a couple of other things. Um, back in the Stu Moral era, where we sold out all the games in a row and it seemed to always be full and the spectrum was magic and loud, none of those games were on TV. You couldn't stay home. You couldn't watch them on Facebook. You had to be there. Uh, and I think that's what's really hurting us now that we're actually relevant in college sports and football and basketball is all the games are on TV. You don't have to go out there. You don't have to park a mile from the stadium. Um, you don't have to walk up to the stadium, um, deal with all that stuff. And uh, I think that's a factor. Um, also, true. Um, is it even basketball season yet? Really? <laughs> uh, uh, they're playing, so Yes. <laughs> So yeah, but no, I get. I think I get where you're going. Sure, keep, yeah, keep going. Who who's our biggest non-conference opponent on our schedule this year? At home. At, At home. home? Uh huh. I think we just played them. Weber State, right? Weber State. Probably Weber. Yeah. That's our biggest one. Um. So we played our biggest opponent, only Weber State, which I, I enjoy the rivalry. Um. But you also look at when we're playing these games. Why did we play them so early and on a Friday night? Now, why aren't we playing that on a Saturday night? Um, and, that, and on the Saturday issue, look at our home schedule. Tell me how many Saturday games we have. I believe it's just, for the most part, I believe it's conference games. Right. And so, you know, in the past, I, I don't have season tickets this year because, um, quite frankly, I bought them. I buy them. My kids are into activities. I have to drive. Sure. I couldn't even give away tickets last year to a lot of the games. But they're on Wednesday nights. They're on Tuesday nights. We don't have, back in the Big West, whack days, we were playing on Thursdays and Saturdays. And it just made it a lot easier to get to those games. Not taking anything away. I'm not, I can't speak for anybody else. You know, I'd love to go to all the games. It's just not possible. But in my opinion, once the cold weather hits and once we're playing the real basketball season, the conference games, I think you will see the spectrum full. But- Anyhow, that's my take. Mick, thank you so much for your phone call, man. Greatly appreciate you. That's how it's all done, everybody. 435-752-1069. I have, but in response to Mick, all right, uh, Coach Peterson, I think I've said this already a couple times here on, on the Full Court Press, they have called as many teams as possible to try to set up games where teams said, no, we don't want to play you. All right, it, it, that's just how it is now. Because how good this team is, teams don't want to come to the Spectrum and play them. St. Mary's will be ha- more than happy to play them at St. Mary's. Uh, any of those big teams, LSU, Florida, 
they aren't going to come to the Spectrum and play the Aggies. There is no way in you-know-what that they're going to do that. They're not going to risk their pride and their ego to come play you. This team's too good. So I understand where you're like, well, it's only Weber State. By the way, UTSA is picked to finish second in their conference. Montana State, I think, is picked to win their conference or at least finish at the top. But they, there's only so much that Coach Pierce and the scheduling committee can do for the Aggies to bring opponents, high-caliber opponents, into this arena. They can only deal with what they're given, and that's i mean, that's the best they could do. And frankly, I don't blame Florida for not wanting to come to Utah State. I don't blame LSU. I don't blame any California team. UCLA, USC, I don't blame Washington for saying, yeah, uh-uh, we ain't coming to the spectrum to face you guys. That ain't happening. Uh, a couple of responses. So uh, just to recap, um, some of his his points were, is it really basketball season? Now, there's no real quality non-conference home games, which you've just detailed. That's They've tried. Uh, the expense of bringing a family to multiple games. And that he's tried to give tickets away. People haven't wanted them, which goes to my point earlier. We, we would just need to adjust our thinking about how, what the size is really of this Utah State fan base. Uh, another point that's pointed out on Twitter, I think there were more people there Saturday than they announced. The scanners weren't working. So for those of us with mobile tickets, they just waved us through without actually counting. Total attendance announced, by the way, 8667. So is it? Would that have accounted for a dramatic difference? I mean, they were, maybe it looked bigger than 86, but not dramatically different. Understood. I I, I get that. And then the games on the Friday nights, by the way, what do you mean play them on Saturday? Yeah, I don't. We can't. Like, are you going to schedule a 5 o'clock basketball game two hours before a, or I mean three hours after a football game? That's, I mean, and, and I'm sure the ticket office would have put a great deal package together, but that's really a lot to ask for our families to say, go sit and watch a three-and-a-half-hour football game, turn around, go watch a two-and-a-half-hour basketball game. Yeah, football, basketball, doubleheaders on the same day, usually... That, it's not going to mark with. Yeah, it's not going to With all due respect to Mick. But, you know, I've, I have seen, as I said earlier, they have Utah State, it's kind of came about late, but they were trying to do some things where... Uh, and, and could be I'm confusing this with something that happened earlier in the uh, season. Because you didn't see this. But they're trying to do some things where, look, you get a deal. If you buy the basketball, uh, you get basketball for discounted for one night and you use that for your football the next day. Mm. Um, there, there, there ought to be more of that. Because you're right, there was a Aggie saturation <laughs> over the last week and a half or so. But I, I'm honestly... I'm I'm just you and I just are curious. We just you know what are some of those things that have kept you from going to see the fifteenth best team in the country? Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Eric and Aja here on the full court press. Good calls from Chunk and Mick. We greatly appreciate it. Any more? Any else who has thoughts? Don't be afraid. Pick up your phone. Dial the show. We'll hear you out. We'll have our opinions. You'll have yours. We might agree. Might disagree. But we'd love to hear from you, the Aggie fans who we speak about, who we want to know from. So look, you and I are media. We, we, we have our 
you know, goggle media's on or gog, you know, media goggles on and we, we have our take about it. But from the Aggie fans themselves, I, I love what Mick's call was. It was from an Aggie perspective itself, from Chunk, Aggie fan himself. Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. We are long overdue for a break, so we're gonna go to break. Eric's got to jump up to practice to uh, get some audio, and he'll come back and give us some general takes of USU football practice as they get ready for a major, big showdown against Boise State. Don't forget in the note tomorrow with the Boise State Broncos. Don't forget Saturday night six thirty. Eric Franson, Craig Hislip, Al Lewis. Ryan Bone, best in the biz. We're going to give you a great pregame. They're going to give you even better postgame. Win or lose, no draws, but they're going to give you the best takes possible, and they're going to allow you to be a part of the show as well on our sister station on 610 AM KVNU. Time to take a break, so let's do it here uh, on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric Franson, and Jake Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, we're hearing that we were having troubles with our streaming. We were trying to get a fixed ASAP. We apologize for the technical difficulties that we are having at this time. 435-752-1069. If you want to call in and give your thoughts on, hey, look, Aggie fans have not been great in attendance for games. We've had a couple of calls already explaining on both sides of the party what their thoughts are on that. I'd uh, love to hear from you. Uh, you agree or disagree on that? And what if you, if you do agree, what needs to be done to fix it? Uh, and we've had a few other comments on Twitter, which I have. Okay, go. Um one says, I go to every game. However, USU has done a lot to alienate the meat and potatoes fan. I've asked him to elaborate on that. I'm not exactly sure what they've done or how he means yeah, that. I'm not getting that. Uh, another one saying, would love to go to more games, but tickets for a family of six plus parking adds up. It does. Now, that is 100% true. Yes. It does it cost does a lot. Up. And as we said earlier, there's we kind of had an Aggie saturation of a bunch of home games for basketball couple home games and football together. Uh, that, that's that's a lot uh, for some families to get to all of those games. So that can be understandable. And again, this, just honest to goodness question. Um, we're just, what is it that prevents you or keeps you from going to see some games? Um, and if it is something that's keeping you away or something that Utah State's not doing or that they are doing, uh, I'm, we're just curious, honestly curious. Um, what what keeps somebody from go, from not attending a game with within driving distance to see the top fifteen team in the country? Four four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Link joins the full court press with Eric and Andre. Link, what you got, my man? So I uh, I just wanted to uh, to start out by by saying I remember the back back in the day. I guess when you know I can remember Utah was in here in the spectrum. They had the decibel meter. Um, that was fun. Oh, I remember and those days. You know, I remember Andre Miller was dribbling up the top of the key and there was a foul called and he couldn't even hear the ref and the ref was like standing right next to him. And that, that stuff was awesome. It made me an Aggie fan, you know. And I but I, I wanna kinda echo what Mick said earlier about the points about the um the uh, cost. The cost is it's a big deal. I don't know why they don't put more family packages together mm. mm-hmm. rather than rather than paying twenty five bucks for a 
every one of your kids, can we get a little break on the, on the cost of the family? And I know that that can be abused if people say, yeah, we're family and they're, they're kind of a mixture, but it would put more fans in the seats if there was some kind of a group, a group discount that way. Um, my question I think was more on the lines of scheduling, like, and I don't know the answer. So this is a real question. Do you guys know if, if the, the, U, the UCLA's or the LSU's, whoever you're talking about, if they were to agree to a home and home, or has that been put on the table and been rejected by those, those other teams? So talking to the couple of people who I've talked to close to, very, very close to the situation, uh, they will not come here. They, they don't want any part of the spectrum. And, and really, you, you can't blame them. The spectrum is one of the toughest places in the country to play at. And those teams were not really thrilled about coming to the spectrum. Well, and there's there is a this is sweeping across the country. This is not unique to Utah State. That Power Five programs are scheduling non-Power Five programs less and less. They want they would rather have more conference games and less out of conference games. And so and it makes it even that? more difficult for someone like USU to get a quadrant yeah. one game and they might schedule you but you have to either play them in a neutral site or at their place they won't come to your place but but in the, and and for the overall um i guess the mission of the of or of the basketball season or a basketball program NCAA wouldn't that be in their best interest to schedule um Multiple conference, non-conference games. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I, now, but I the games that yes. they schedule are going to be against other power of conferences. Bingo, and and for for example, like you look at UVU last night, right? They go to Kentucky and they nearly beat Kentucky. I mean, they were, I think it was what a three-point game with two minutes left. I mean, they came within inches of of upsetting one of the a blue-collar team. Uh, I guess one of the blue blood teams of college basketball. And so teams want to avoid, I mean, having to deal with that. For example, like Florida, I'm sure, I guess to an extent, even though they're going to play Utah State, isn't thrilled about having to play Utah State knowing how good the Aggies are. If, if that makes sense, what I'm saying, I'm sorry. I'm kind of jumbling there. Well, it, so it's kind of a, a lose-lose for them because if they win, they're supposed to win. And if they lose, then they should have won and, that's a loss. It's a bad loss, considered a bad loss on the resume because it wasn't to a power five. Yeah, exactly. And they actually fear more to the part of we could actually lose to these guys. This is how good Utah State is. We know how good Utah State is. We don't want to go there or even even worse, have them come to our house and then beat us. Because then you look at right. your RPI and it's just and it's gonna look really, really rotten. As to, according to them. Now, I think a Utah State loss looks great on your resume. That's that's just me. It does now. Sure. A few years ago, it wouldn't have. No, yeah, but now, I mean, but again, like if you you beat Kentucky, that looks horrible on Kentucky's resume. Yeah, yeah, Utah Valley almost pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate the show, you guys. It's you do a good job. I'm I'm gonna be to the Boise State game on Saturday night. Awesome. But like I said, it that that's a that's a three hundred dollar game for yep. a family. Yep. You know, and it, you just can't drop that kind of money. Every time an opponent comes in, and especially one like a UT San Antonio, even mm. though they're six second, they're still UT San, San Antonio, and it just doesn't 
you kind of have to budget your dollars where where your interest is, and it's not with UT San Antonio. It's probably more with the UNLVs, the Colorado States, the Boise States. You know, in our conference, like Mick was saying. So, so I, but I appreciate yeah, fair the show, point. Guys. That's Thanks. a great point. No, hey, thank you, Link, for the phone call. That's how it's done, everybody. Four three five seven five two. One zero six nine. He's got a great point in regards to financial. And Coach Smith mentioned that he said, "Look, we have five home games, and you got to kind of budget it so you, that you're, you know, you're not going crazy. And and that money, it does. It, it all adds up in the end, right? To some, for quite a few people, they have to be selective uh, about you know what what games they choose to go to. Uh, and so that again gets to the point of this fan base isn't as big because if it was a large fan base that kind of wash itself out. Yeah. Uh four three five seven five two one oh six nine. Now joining the full court press, Eric and Ajay. John, John, what's your thoughts, my man? Yeah, hey listen, I just just listening to the last caller, there there are family plan tickets available for both basketball and football for pretty reasonable. Where do so, you find those plans and how can the fans find those plans? Do you know? I believe you have to call the ticket office. They're not available for purchase online, but just call the ticket office and they do have them. I don't know why they're not online, but you do. But two two adults, three kids for football. My tickets were like three hundred and thirty bucks, so it's like ten bucks a ticket. That includes Boise State and BYU. Okay. Uh, and then ba- basketball, you're talking the average ticket for like takes it to like nine dollars if you would have bought them and went to every game. Nine dollars a ticket. So. Okay. For a, for a top seven fifteen team. In the country, that's pretty reasonable, in my opinion. No, I like it. Hey, really that's quick. That's good to know. Well, well, while we have you, I uh, want to ask you, John, what's your thoughts on the family? I mean, are we are we legit in our gripe, or do you feel like it's a little bit too harsh? No, so I feel I feel you guys are a little bit on point with, I mean, we had a front-loaded home schedule with five, what, five, six basketball games, mm-hmm. and then a couple of home football games, if you count Wyoming and now Boise State. Mm-hmm. So I think there are, I mean, if you've got the season tickets for both, you're committed and you're going. If you're trying to pick and choose, uh, you know, you're going to pick probably football because you got one or two of those games left, and then you're going to focus on basketball. So, I mean, I think I think it's just people will, uh, people will start coming to the Aggie basketball games once conference gets in, once it's not a four-night-a-week Aggie sports event, you know. Love it. Hey, yeah, it's a good th- point. Hey, great. Thanks for the phone call, John. Great stuff, man. I greatly appreciate you. Yep. That's John. That's 435-752-1069. 435-752-1069. We got to go to break, though. We are way overdue right now. Uh, do you want to do our stat player in the 5 o'clock hour? I'll have to get, share that with you another time. Okay. We but before do... I go, quick. well, you can read my Twitter. I, I've been retweeting no, some I, of the responses. Do you have a couple of comments you can read? No, you can get those after the break. All right, fine. While I'm we'll gone. After the break. Fine. I got to go. He's got to go to get to uh, football practice. I'm Audrey Salveson. That's Eric Franson here on the Full Court Press, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. And it works. Colin Cowherd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Audrey Salson here on the Full Court Press. Eric's headed off to go get some audio from Utah State Football. Thank you, ready for the Boise State Broncos. Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. start on CBS Sports Network. Uh, Aggies uh, men's basketball runs away from UTSA, 82-50, in another dominating win. They uh, now head to Jamaica Friday versus LSU, 5 p.m. 
4.30 on Sunday versus North Texas. Both those games on the CBS Sports Network. Both those games were the Mountain Time. Uh, let's go ahead. So we've been talking about, and this is, and by the way, thanks for all the wonderful phone calls. Uh, that's, that, that's an awesome, that was an awesome hour from you guys. I, that show was all about you. Uh, and that, that, that hour, that hour was really all in, uh, all in credit to you, the, the callers and, the, and our listeners. Greatly appreciate you. Uh, about this, this issue with attendance. Now, I, I mean, Weber State was great, I felt like. I've, I mean, it started slow, and then people started filing in, and all of a sudden, you look at a full house. Montana State was incredible. And Coach Smith has been so grateful and so complimentary, as has the players, been so grateful and complimentary of, of the Aggie fans showing up and, and in attendance, um, which is pretty cool. We, we had a couple of comments from people uh, that... Uh, that gave reason why to either what I mean to what side they sit on. Are they the ones that feel like yeah, you know what, you're right. The attendance isn't where it should be, or are they the ones that hey, look, you know what, they could do this better. If they do this, it will help us be able to come over games. The biggest reason we've heard so far, and it's a good one, is the cost of tickets. It is. It's it's a little expensive. It's pricey, um, especially if you have a family of six, right, wife, kids, and all, uh, to get out to a game. It, it can be a little bit. Uh, and kind of a dent in the bank account. Um, the uh, the one Twitter uh, follower uh, to Eric Eric had tweeted out, and you can follow Eric on e, at E France and says, uh, "I go to every game. However, USU has done a lot to alienate the meat and potatoes fan." When asked to explain further, the the follower said, "No mother's lounge or warming tents on the east side for people with young kids." People on the west side have plenty of places to get warm. Well, if you know it's a... I, and I'm going to be respectful to that situation, but I'm also going to tell you to dress warm. If you know it's an 8.30 game at night, dress warm, right? You don't want to go into an 8.30 game at night in November with jeans and a t-shirt. Second hour coming up here on the Full Court Press. USU Basketball Talk About. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers had another rough game last night, throwing four interceptions in the loss to the Chiefs. He's now up to 14 picks this season, still putting up a lot of yards. He's second in the NFL in that particular stat. But some people are starting to wonder if he's on the decline at age 37. Rivers is not alone. The older generation of quarterbacks have not had a good year. Rivers' draft classmates Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger aren't playing. Drew Brees has been dealing with a hand injury, and Tom Brady is having his worst statistical season in years. The ability of older quarterbacks to produce has been remarkable, but at some point, there has to be a changing of the guard. You never know, Brady and Brees could certainly meet in the Super Bowl, but it sure seems like a new generation of quarterbacks have arrived, and they're pushing the older guys out. We'll see how Rivers and the rest of the old gang respond the rest of the regular season. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.